Hello and welcome back to another episode of Librarians with Lattes. I'm your sometimes host, Amanda Lau, Outreach and Marketing Librarian here at the University of Albany. Today I'm joined by Jane Kessler, Cable Stanwix, and Andrew Lyons. Welcome to all of you and thanks for being here. How is everyone today? Doing good. Fantastic. Thank you. Very well. All right. Glad to hear that. Uh, as a tradition on the show, I must ask, what is everyone drinking this morning? I've got my usual Diet Coke. I finished my coffee before coming here, so I'm just on water at this point. All right. I've got a uh, blueberry cobbler flavored coffee going on. That's fancy. <laughs> so fancy. I'm just drinking black tea this morning because they didn't have chai at Starbucks, which was unfortunate. All right, so now that we got that out of the way, today we're here to talk about the single service desk in the university library, but more broadly, collaboration in libraries. This month, October 2018, marks a year since we officially celebrated the grand opening of the single service desk. Now, before we get into how things have been going, it's probably good to talk about the decision to have a single service desk. So who wants to kick things off and give us a little bit more context on how things have started with this idea? I could do that, Amanda, since I've Thanks, been Jane. here the longest, I think. Well, traditionally, circulation and reference have had separate desks here at the university library. So we've had to refer users back and forth between desks, and often they don't know which one they need. So they'll come to the wrong one, and, and then they have to go to another one. Several years ago, we began sharing the reference desk with ITS students who helped with printing and other technology issues, and that was very successful. When Deborah Bernard took the position of Director of Public Services, she was aware that many academic libraries were transitioning to a single service desk. So we began discussing it and she decided that we should give it a try. And the idea is to improve service to our users and avoiding that service desk shuffle. And just as a refresher for folks who might not be familiar with how the desk setup was, what were the different desks? How were they kind of spread out amongst the library or outside the library? When you first walked into the university library, there was this behemoth desk that greeted everybody, which was the circulation desk. And at a later date, we put ITS student assistants down at the end of that desk, too. Then uh, when walking in, if you turn toward the left, where the reference collection is located, the reference desk was over in that area for many years. And IT kind of was just brought in with the students, right, Andrew? Yeah, we were sort of, uh, I'd wager, shoehorned in. The, the desks predate my time here, but we had one very small desk in the middle of the south computing room in the front, one small desk in what's now the Mac lab in the north corner. When I was here, we had the one that Jane mentions co-located with reference, and then a few years ago, we moved that one from the south side to the circulation desk at the time. So we've shuffled around based on the needs, uh, but with the same interest of trying to get where people need us to be, where people go to ask questions. And I should add that we've actually, prior to this, r reduced the number of service desks previously, because we used to have a reserve desk downstairs in the basement where students would go to borrow hard copy reserves. But as we transitioned to electronic reserves, that wasn't so busy and it was simpler to move that to circulation. And that happened several, several years ago. And we also had a service desk in the periodicals room where people could get help accessing hard copy 
periodicals, but with the transition to electronic journals, we didn't need that desk either, and so that one was closed. So there were a lot of different options in this library, yeah. a lot of different people to go to. I'm lot sure that led to a lot of confusion, confusion as yes. well. How many times out of 10 would you say people went to the wrong desk for oh. the wrong service? 9.9 .9 out of 10. <laughs> All right, so we made this big change. This started in the summer. We, we started way beforehand planning this, correct? So it, it was a long time coming. Yeah, we, we worked on this for about a year or maybe even a little bit longer. Yeah. As soon as we learned that there was money for this, we started designing some different ideas and concepts and collaborated on how we might realize uh, some of our, our thoughts and ideas. We had to work through, do we want to continue with separate desks? Do we want to merge everything into a single desk? There were just a lot of conversations around that before we actually started any kind of design process. And when we did decide to plan on a single service desk, Cable's inner architect came out and he did uh, a sketch that we ended up showing to the to the uh, company that we bought the desk from. It was very helpful. We went through a, a bunch of different phases too. There was the, uh, like uh, you guys said, figuring out generally what concept we want and then what services to have together and what each service needed in terms of the forward-facing people, seats, resources, equipment, storage. There was a ton of talking through what we've always done and what we actually need to do going forward. Right. Because we have always done it that way is how we got to only somewhat fragmented desks uh, that were okay but not great. And things have changed so much in libraries in the last 20 years that you really have to rethink everything. All right, yeah, it's very true. So fast forward to the end of summer 2017, beginning of the fall, we have this desk completed. Now, what does it look like? Just to give everyone a visual who might not have visited us or our alumni who might be listening who haven't visited in a while. It looks amazing. <laughs> you walk in and it's just a, a very welcoming structure. We have people who are stationed in the center of the desk to say hello, get you to where you need to be. We have some nice accent lighting at the desk to sort of highlight the new, um, the new functions and the new shape of the desk. And then uh, we've got circulation in the center. We've got ITS off to one side, closest to our old printing area. And then we have reference on the other side, closest to the reference section. The, the flow of the areas changed too. That was one of the things that I personally like the most. We, uh, out of the reevaluation of what each area needed came the realization that we could clear out some office space that had forced the old desk to stick out into the open area so much. So we removed some office space, removed a partition, and were able to put the new desk in several feet back from where the old desk was which allowed a much bigger flow through. So in front of the desk now, there's plenty of room for people to walk straight into the library. Those of you who were here before might remember walking in and immediately going left or right. You can now come straight through book detectors that kind of match the overall theme, but it makes it more natural to get to the help that people want um, rather than splitting away from it right off the get-go. Yeah, we talked a lot about that. There was always a backlog of 
people online and it made coming in difficult so that taking down that wall which had been added many years after the library was built allowed us to move the desk back further as Andrew said and make room for that and get rid of that traffic problem and it also had the benefit of restoring the that part of the building to sort of the original architecture and it really opened it up you know visually mm -hmm. and you can see the fanned columns that are so integral to the design and I think it looks much better. Yeah we really increased the inner lobby space when we redesigned everything so the flow coming in leaving the building walking up to the desk for help it's just so much easier for our users to get where they need to go mm -hmm. without trying to navigate around other people who are waiting online. Uh, we also put in two sort of waiting areas with furniture so that people can stop and put their book that they just checked out away or wait to meet friends and that's been very popular and it's been used exactly the way we hoped it would be and it, it makes it I think more welcoming. We were also with the um, by pushing the the desk back summit brought it closer to a nice big bulkhead that's behind the desk so we were able to put in three nice big digital signs. So we have consistent signage over each of the three service points, uh, but also very flexible rotating slides in each area. And for us, that's been very good for putting up a little advertising to stuff that we offer, questions people can ask, uh, resources that may, they might not know are available. So that's been a nice, a nice improvement. So I mentioned earlier that this month uh, this month will mark a year since we officially opened this desk, even though we were receiving people prior to October of uh, last year. I've heard from students as recently as over the summer that didn't realize that the lobby had changed and they had been using our service desk uh, that entire year, which was kind of strange to me. <laughs> they just walked in during the summer and I'm like, wow, what happened here? And I'm like, when was the last time you visited? And they were like, oh, you know, uh, just this past spring semester. And I'm just like, well, this lobby has looked this way since <laughs> uh, the fall. So people are noticing, if not a little delayed, but it's been a year now. So what's been going on this year? What are some things that you've noticed? Are things going well? This new desk, it seems like they have been. Absolutely. Uh, speaking from my, my perspective, it's been wonderful. We consolidated two separate single student staff uh, service points into the one. So we, on our corner, we now have two people sitting together for most of the time that we're available. It allows a lot more coordination, collaboration between my team members, as well as with the other, with the library service points who are nearby. Like we mentioned earlier, people will very often come up to the wrong thing. And that was never a big deal, but it seems to them like less of a big deal now. You know, people get a little embarrassed if they go to the wrong place. But if you can refer them eight feet to the right, it's a little better than, no, no, go into that other room. So being very close together has been good internally and among the groups. Yeah, I, I agree with Andrew on that. I think there's two things that I've noticed. One is that it's so much easier for us to um, help patrons when we do have to refer them. Before, if someone called circulation and they actually had a reference question, they had to transfer the call. Or, and now a lot of times the circulation person will just walk over with the phone a few feet and say, could you talk to this person? So it's less run around for the person. And it's been easier to get to know 
folks in circulation and ITS and so it makes for sort of more of a team environment to provide customer service. Yeah, I agree. And I think that also all of the people who are working at, at that desk are really gaining a better understanding of what their colleagues in the other functional areas are doing. And that really helps with improving service too and transitioning users to the appropriate people. Mm-hmm. You asked about uh, how the transition went. You know, with, with any move, anyone who's ever moved to a new room, a new apartment, a new house, there's things that are unexpected. Overall, I think this has been very successful. You know, there's there was a little bit of where do we put this office supply or exactly put the backpacks or an extra chair or something like that. But it's all been really small functional issues overall because I th- we had so much communication early in the process. I think we addressed the vast majority of needs that we had, and it was just li- the small figuring it out, the same way you'd figure out what to put on your dresser at home. Well, we obviously want to make sure we're serving our users and giving them things that they want. What are some of the things you've heard from our users since we had this change occur? Positive, negative, neutral, anything? I haven't heard a lot of comments, but the ones we did get were positive. They liked the look of it and the fact that they only had to go to one desk. There was no question about where to go because there was only one desk to go to. Do you hear anything, Andrew, from in terms of students? Very similar feedback. One thing that having my service points consolidated was it allows us to have more consistent coverage instead of, you know, is the person over there or is the person over there? There's one place. Um, I also moved up here as part of this change. So I'm supervising that in-person space and I can much more readily back it up when there are exceptions to coverage or when strange questions come in. A lot of what we do is the same old question over again, but 20% or so is whatever comes in the door. Um, and, And that's very interesting, but my staff sometimes need to escalate and having me right here is really good. It also gives me a much better impression of what's going on, how things are working. So we've made a bunch of small refinements too. Yeah, it's been great having Andrew in the building. I will echo that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. And cable, circulation is front and center. I'm sure someone's heard something from students. They really love the way that things look. Uh, With the previous desk that we had, it had been there for probably 20 years or more, I think. And it, it was really starting to look worn and dated. There wasn't a lot of wiggle room behind the desk, so it was very difficult to navigate back there and to provide quick and efficient service. So we've really been able to improve a lot of that just with the amount of space we have behind the desk. We're not bumping into each other any longer. It's easy for us to access the laptops, the materials on hold for people, course reserves, all of that kind of stuff, get people through that line even faster than we were able to before. So that's been really nice. And I think it's uh, definitely noticed by the users on the other end. I will say that I haven't really seen terribly long lines since we've had the new service desk because just because that flow is a lot better it makes for efficiency so I I will echo that Um, we kind of already touched on this all three of you have spoken to this at, at some level but how do you think your collaboration has evolved between the three departments up there since this change or is it currently evolving or still evolving 
I think it's still evolving, and I think it, it will continue to do so as long as the three of us are right near each other. I think that it's made things a lot easier, though, to move patrons from one service point to the other and help fulfill their information or technology needs really quickly. I think it's also been great just developing rapport with folks in other areas. I think we've really seen a huge increase in camaraderie back there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think you put it very well, Cable. I think depending on which interpretation of Robert Frost's The Wall you subscribe to, <laughs> we all have the defined spaces. Uh, so we have you know subdomains of control, but they're wide open to each other. So we have our privacy would be an overstatement, but our own areas. But it's very easy to coordinate and, and be good neighbors together. And in terms of going forward, our plans moving forward, now that we have this more collaborative effort between all three, is there any plans for more collaborative efforts in the future between the three departments? Well, we're always looking for ways to improve. I. I mentioned earlier we make a lot of small changes, whether it's physical stuff flow or placement or how information is handed out. Getting to know each other, of course, again, is useful. There's some different training and instructional aspects that, that we do, and I think there's definitely been an increase in coordination of that between uh, like ITS training, tutoring, the library iLearn workshops, we've had greater visibility to each other uh, as one example. And as we redesign the library website, which is happening right now, we've been discussing developing some library FAQ so that people can find the answer to their question themselves, maybe. And we would work together on what those questions would be, what are the most common questions that we all get, and help each other in that way. All right. Well, I'd like to tell our listeners out there that they can tweet us at, at UAlbany Libs if they would like to comment on our desk or tell us how much they love our desk. Love to hear it. Find us there. Use the hashtag librarians with lattes and we'll check that out. That's all the time that we have. But before we wrap up this episode, we always ask our guests uh, what they've been reading lately whether it be for pleasure or work. So, Jane, we'll start with you. Okay. I just finished Brooklyn by Colm Tobin, which was excellent. And I started this weekend something called The Library Book by Susan Orlean. It's about a massive fire at the Los Angeles Public Library in 1986. Sounds very interesting. So put that on your reading list, folks. Cable, what have you been reading? I just finished George Pelicanos' new novel, The Man Who Went Uptown, which is really good. I think I burned through it in maybe three days or so. It was a really fast read. And now I moved on to From Here to Eternity, Traveling the World to Find the Good Death by Caitlin Doughty. I just finished one of her other books. No kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Did you read her first book? I read her first book, and now I'm reading the second one. It was fantastic. Yes, yes. So So it's going to write channel too. Oh, I've got to check that out then. Check out her YouTube channel. Nice. I'm getting near the end of Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, the backstory of CIA legend John Clark from the Jack Ryan series. Ooh, it's a good time for that in October. Oh, yeah. Nice October read. 
And so is Cable's very good October read. And I guess a library burning could be an October read too, Jane. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I'd like to thank our guests again for joining us today. And to our librarians with Latte's audience, thank you for sticking with us and tuning in. As always, I'm Amanda Lau. I'll catch you next time. And if you haven't been to a library lately, what are you waiting for? We'll see you soon.